Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And now... Join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world, to an all new episode of Comedy Gold Mines, where we do what? Get into the minds of brilliant comedians. And oh my God, what amazing minds they are. And today's episode will be no different because we are jumping into the mind of not just a friend, not just a brother. But God damn it, I'm going to say it, man. One of the most personable, loving individuals that I've had the pleasure to meet in this business. I'm talking about Marlon Wayans, ladies and gentlemen. Marlon Wayans, welcome to Comedy Gold Mines. What up, My guy. What's up, brother? How you doing? How are you, man? I'm good, Kev. I'm alive. You know, shit. Nowadays, that, that, that's all you need. Nigga. I'm, that's all you I'm need. happy for the small shit. I'm breathing. I got to give you a, <laughs> I gotta give you a compliment uh, off the back. The beard has has made it mm. through through mm. some of the tough stages mm. that mm. most wouldn't have stuck through, Marlon. Mm. Uh, for my listeners, Marlon Wayans is, uh, is is sitting in front of me with with a full beard. Now, it's, me, it's, uh, it's 92% there. 90, 92%. I'm missing this right here and this. And I don't know how to get that. I don't know what kind of weird vagina I got to eat. Because that's what people tell me. You need to eat more pussy. That's why your beard ain't growing. So I just went on a pussy eating spree. <laughs> There's a lot of women that are responsible for Marlon's full beard. I don't listen. If you guys, I don't know if you can find it. Marlon struggle in the beginning yeah. stages of trying to grow a beard. It was some of the most insecure some of the most insecure moments I, I I'm I'm going to save your life, man, because you had that beard where you asked everybody questions. Like it's it's cool, right? It's my, this ain't bad. Nigga, I almost got a beard toupee. I, <laughs> it, it was so bad at one point. Like I tried jojoba oil. I I put so much of that on that I learned that it wasn't jojoba oil, and that was called pronounced jojoba oil. Because I was jojoba. like, I need some more jojoba oil. On what did shit. you do though? What what did you do? Because I'm full. I'm full, but I wouldn't mind getting fuller. Like, what did what did you do to get? You got some. You got some. Uh, you got some 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 girth to your beard. If Thank that you, makes brother. Sense. Thank you. I I grew up, man. I, I think I'm almost fifty. Like, eventually that shit gotta come. I went through puberty late. Apparently, I went through puberty in my mid forties, and now looking at fifty, I I I got a beard, nigga. I I think maturity. I think honestly, just like, you know, when the world stopped, I think my beard started growing. Once quarantine hit, it was like, look, I can't live with myself every day and not do shit else. I finally got a chance to rest. And I think that's what made my beard grow. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that that within within this pandemic, 
right? I mean, uh, of course, let's let's understand the true urgency and and panic that was attached to it because it was real, right? You know, people yeah. lost their lives. Uh, COVID reared its head in the U.S. and it took us over by storm, right? Yeah. Uh, gave us all a fucking gut punch. But for for a you for a me, the takeaway from this was was not just oh my god this is crazy this is like a world fucking phenomenon like this is insane what we're witnessing within right. this pandemic we also witnessed a version of ourselves grow that we didn't know needed to fucking grow like like when you say you needed rest marna i didn't realize i didn't realize how much i'm not home kevin do you understand that I knew God? Like, I know everybody has to find their reason, right? And okay. I think like the world stopped for everybody. We all lost, we all hurt. You know, we we all lost somebody or something. Absolutely. But I always say, let's not look at what we lost. Let's look at what we gained because God don't make mistakes. When he stopped the world, I said, man, fuck everybody. He did this for me mm. and for Kevin. He wanted us to sleep. He said, these two niggas got to sleep. Kevin, I don't know. <laughs> at least I'm making an hour of sleep. Nigga, you spend your hour working out, having the same body that you've had since I've known you for fucking 20 years. <laughs> Stop working out. You don't need it, nigga. You, you're, just, you're just moving just to keep yourself up. But nigga, God wanted me and you to sleep. And finally, I got some rest, and that's when my beard grew, nigga. When you say that, it makes me laugh because I, I did finally get rest, man. And you know, I understand how important this shit is because, like, I sat down twice. You know, I had the accident. I had to fucking sit down, nigga. Got the God was telling you you wasn't listening. God was yeah. like, Kevin. No, he yelled I at said, me. sit your little ass he down. He get the me. fuck out your car. I told you first of all when you got that fucking car. I'm gonna be a friend <laughs> of you. You do dumb shit, and I always tell you, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You don't fucking listen to me, nigga. One of these days, you're going to listen. You're going to know I'm a friend. I, I hard, try to a be a hard friend. head makes, makes a, a soft, soft ass. Yes. That's what my mama said. And it did. It definitely did. And I probably said that to you, too. I said, hard head makes a soft ass. You and these muscle cars, you got way too much money to be driving cars that don't have airbags. Nigga, Man. get a car with nine airbags. You know what's fun? <laughs> a Tesla is to drive so much more fun than your little loud ass muscle car. First of all, you can't hear it. So nigga, if I was to do a drive by, you can hear you coming from a mile away. Yeah. yeah. Here comes Cam, y'all. Muscle, <laughs> He's fucking muscle. My it's shit just. <laughs> he say, you say, you know, you know if I'm trying to commit a crime because you hear me, you hear me miles before I get there. Hey nigga, if you go to rob a bank, mm, they coming, y'all. Call the cops now. They gonna be in thirty. <laughs> cops gonna be waiting on you, nigga. <laughs> Marlon, you said you're almost fucking fifty, man. God damn. Forty-eight years young. God. Forty-eight years young. But you know what's funny? I feel like besides my liver, which is probably putrid and gray, the rest of me feels like nineteen. Like I feel like these are my. I swear to God, my best years. I've been waiting to mature into leading man for literally 30 years. I've had the wow. fucking baby face. I can't hold that shit down if you ain't got manhood, if you ain't got girth. Like, I'm starting to get muscles and chest and you say abs. That right. and you say that you lost your high school body 
Finally. Yes. In my 40s. (laughs) (laughs) You lost the high school body in your 40s. How about this, nigga? You lost your high school body in the sixth grade. You've always been buff. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. You know what's funny though, Marlon? When you say you say that and you're talking about leading man, you know, uh the movie, the movie that you just dropped uh this year. Phenomenal, uh, uh, phenomenal fucking movie, man. Thank you. Yeah, when that was you, a great movie. Yeah. What was uh, the name? What was on the, the rocks. On the Apple. rocks. There you go. Yes. If you haven't seen it, guys, go go stream it. It's on Apple. Really good movie. But it was, you know, you in a suit in a movie. You playing uh, grown. Yeah, like you, you're a grown ass man. There was no games or nothing attached to it. You were no. just you were an adult and you were yeah. in a relationship and you had kids yeah. and you you had a job, but when you say what you just said, you know, immediately it's attached. I immediately attached it to a project. How how important is that to you right now at this point in your career? You know, is, is that the goal? Is that the priority right now? Oh, absolutely. Goal is absolutely that. Like I've done everything else. Like I literally, if you look at my filmography, what haven't I done? I've, mm-hmm. I've played a little person. I've played a gangster. <laughs> I've played a junkie. I've played a white woman. Yeah. Like, nigga, leading yeah. man is the next thing that I'm doing. Like, action. I want to do I'm definitely leaning toward action and, you know, holding down romance. And, you know, I feel like everybody matures at their own pace. And I'm just, I, I'm a slow burn. I've always known I was going to be a slow burn because there's so much I wanted to do and so much I wanted to fulfill before I got into where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God writes your story for you and you just got to do the work. So everything that I'm doing, it, I've just been doing the work. So let's piggyback, um, piggyback off of the word work for a second, because you've never not done it. You've never not worked. And this is, this is something that is a, is a quality and talent, right? That sometimes is overlooked. Sometimes I work so hard, Kevin, I sit there and go, I, I miss my calling. You and I, we should have been slaves because they would have been like, <laughs> we're going to fucking pay these two. I don't give a fuck. These two niggas, we're paying them. They work way too hard. <laughs> all the kinds, bro. It's all picked. They made the jeans. Like, nigga, we're, we're paying these two motherfucking niggas. That's all. Dude, I, I, I'm going to once again give you your flowers for what I know to be true. Um, there's there's a certain amount of comedians that that just know how to keep a job. They know how to keep income coming in. They know how to self-generate, right? Yeah. And 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 that's a talent. It's a talent to go out and get it and not wait for it to come to you. Well, mine mine always come from A, I was trained that way by all my brothers that taught me as a Jedi, and they always told me them and you know i grew up around hollywood i've been around it since i was eight years old my brother Mm -hmm. been famous since i was eight you know what i'm saying so i've been around it i've been around eddie murphy when i was nine years old Mm -hmm. i've been around john singleton when i was 16 telling me and every time i was around the brothers would tell me you make sure you write and you learn to produce Mm -hmm. and my big brother would tell me you got you as a black man in this industry you can't just be Black, a black actor. You can't just mm-hmm. be a black comedian. You have to be a force of nature, which mm-hmm. means you have to write, you got to produce, you have to act, you have to one day direct, you have to be in charge of making your destiny happen. For you to sit around and think that there's only one way in, no, you have to create 
your opportunities. Mm. If I didn't create my opportunities, I probably wouldn't have worked the past 30 years. Like literally, I've written and produced now, handcrafted, written and produced over 15, 16 movies. Like literally, and to write a movie, normally that takes a year. Now I'm getting mm -hmm. to a point where I could write and develop a movie in three to six months and it, mm -hmm. it'd be hot because now I know, oh, I, and I could do multiple proje projects. I could, I, could, I could work on producing a movie and having writers work on things and give them notes and then still be working on my shit as I'm going on the road, as I'm, yeah. but I have, it's necessity. And you know this, if we don't do this, nigga, we ain't gonna work. No, I mean you will now, nigga. You at that place where they, you you that nigga, like you know what I mean. You know how the scripts come, right? Remember yeah. you was when you in line. There's a runway. It go to Will, Eddie, <laughs> Jamie. Like there's a runway. By the time a script gets to you, it is so bad. Yeah, it is so fucking bad. <laughs> it is so bad that you you know, and that's why niggas like come and then they go because it's like. You get the bad script. They don't understand the runway when it comes down to you working with the best directors, with the best scripts and the best material. It takes so long to get to you because before it gets to the niggas, it had to go through all the white stars. Then it gets to the black stars. Like, And so for me, I learned that instead of waiting, I'm going to create. So fuck that. But I think you, you've done such a good job of it, though. Like you're you're your creative gene like you said it's embedded in you 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 come from a family of of proactive proactive fucking workers like you yeah. know it's 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 what we do and and i i got to say man your 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 ability to carry it out i remember when the scary movies when you guys made the decision to not do it you didn't want to go back and you know it was a thing and it's like all right well, nah, yeah. uh, that's yeah. that's what they told y'all it was well. Some nigga, some them, wanted to go back or what? What was the? Nigga, what was the yeah. Them, you okay. know the nigga. Hey, listen. I ain't gotta say shit. One of them niggas <laughs> is in jail right now. Yeah. What rape? They yeah. did it in their business. Yeah. They they were evil as fuck. They yeah. we didn't walk away from a franchise. They didn't want to make out deal and they snatched it. And they mm -hmm. was like, they just did something. Wine scenes did really terrible like rape and pillage villages yeah. type of business if they did if the art of war was a um was real then they would be the dynasty that raped and pillaged villages that's just the way they did their business so it wasn't that we we never walked away from our franchise that we created that it was taken and us being the creatives that we are was like, I bet. Fuck you. Now watch what I create. Yeah, watch what I go. I'm you can't. Something you can else. take. You can take that. We probably should sue for hundreds of millions of dollars because they probably owe us a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. And maybe one day we will. But that we didn't walk away from our franchise. Them niggas took it. They took it. Yeah, Ooh. they were fucking fucked up. They were yeah. fucked up. It's so it's so insane though to hear you just to hear you say what you said because you know you guys had scary movie one, scary movie two. Oh my god, these were the biggest comedies of the summer. These were these comedies broke the box office, broke the bank, and showed once again, whole oh, fuck, this world of spoof, this world of 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 sketch like 
uh, spoofing behavior has an audience that just won't die, right? It just won't die. People love it. And the Wans, the Wans revived it because nobody was really doing it. The no. Wans revived it. So when you guys, when this happened, you know, I remember being casted with Anthony Anderson in Scary Movie 3. I know right? y'all came to set and was like, where's Keenan and Marlon? Yeah, listen, on a, Marlon, Marlon, <laughs> listen, you're, you're laughing. Marlon, uh, <laughs> holy fuck, I just booked Scary Movie. Oh my God, this is going to be dope as shit. <laughs> I met David Zucker. Very funny guy, legend, legend director, man. All, all of the airplanes, the naked guns. Gotta give respect to Zucker creatively. You know, they they were an inspiration, you know, to me and my brothers as well. So yeah, I, he's, no, he's, no hate to the Zuckers at he's, all. He's, he's a great, great guy, great director. But, but when you say like the expectations, I really thought it was that. Yeah, I know. I really thought it was that. And then finding that out, it was like, oh shit. Yeah, but do you know how you was like, Cause me and my brothers, we didn't we didn't say nothing. We didn't say nothing. We didn't cry to the audience. We didn't cry. We were very calm the, about it. Very calm, we were very we calm just, about whatever it was. We was like, okay, you. Take I didn't that. know it until just now. Until until you said just now, I, I thought know. That it was. And a, I seen your face, and I'm like, nigga. Yeah, they you, took it. From you saw us. the innocence. There was an innocence yeah, to me I was just like, now. Slap, 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 nigga. <laughs> yeah, they took it from us, snatched it, like literally. You think you and that franchise like broke records yeah. by a black director, black producer and black writers of until like maybe recently when like maybe like Get Out and like uh, uh, Black Panther came out. I think those were bigger, but they eclipsed it. But that was huge. Uh, was and, and, and then the second one they rushed us into. And then the, the third one, by the third one, they didn't want to pay the money, so they snatched it. We found out on Christmas that they hired somebody else to go do it. Like, nigga, I could write a book about this shit. Like, it's literally. Insane. But without these stories, without these stories, without these ups and downs, you wouldn't have the character and the knowledge that you have now. My I mean, nigga, I'm, I'm not even, and as funny as, I'm not even angry about it. I'm actually, you know how you go through shit and you go, I'm grateful. And I mm -hmm. thank God for that lesson. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. I learned so much. And I'm, I'm actually, those nuggets, more expensive nuggets that I will carry the rest of my journey. I'm here for it. I swear to you, like I said, you know, you get to a point where you go, oh, I see it. My best years are ahead of me. Mm -hmm. I look at all that I've been through and I go, that has prepared me for where I'm going because, you know, I'm a weirdo. I did everything in my career backwards. I started out writing and producing movies as a young man. I didn't start stand up, like literally do stand up until I was like 38. Like literally take stand-up serious. Most niggas, you start in stand-up and then you work you 20 to, years. You get to you get to the writing, you get to the <laughs> producing and acting. Stand-up opens up those doors. That's, that's I did how it most backwards. comedians. I'm, I'm dyslexic in my fucking career choices. But right it's now fucking... you're you're all in on stand-up right now. Oh, that's my shit. That's you're what, all you're now, all in. Nigga, now I see what y'all was doing all those years. I was like, I don't know why these Negroes are on the road like this. I, I'm going to be here creating these scripts and creating these characters. And meanwhile, y'all on the road making y'all thousands every week. You know, you come into the poker table, spitting. Kevin, 
With, <laughs> you come with your whole stand-up checks. Kevin got 25 on him just at the table. Ha! I'm going all in. Waiting <laughs> on this one heart. And nigga would hit. Because <laughs> you got that stand-up money and you would give a fuck. It's He's talking hit. about poker. Me and Mark, we used to play. Uh, we used to play in poker games together, man. Back in the day, but some of the best times. Come off the road the with that pocket full of stand-up cash. Like I love stand-up because no matter what, I work when I want to. You control like, it. That's what I love. You control it. I don't have to wait to You're work every week, and I'm getting better. And now I'm like, yo, I want to. I want to do three shows tonight. I want to do four shows tonight because I know all this prep I'm doing. Because when I got to do six on a weekend or four on a weekend when I start playing bigger theaters and, you know, uh, arenas and things like that, that's going to be easy work. Now I can have fun one show a night. Oh, wait till I do. This is going to be a ball. Like, I love the grind that I'm on right now. I love it. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I think that I think that the beauty of stand up one, it's an outlet like no other outlet. Absolutely. Right. So you're, you're talking about your weekends. You're talking about, you know, you saying, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm going here. I'm doing three shows, five shows, six shows, whatever it is. It's self-generated. Right. And, and you're you're finding a joy while doing it. And yeah. every time when you come back home, it's like pressing a reset. It's like it's like it's like you come home and you were just on the road. You just did all these shows. And when you're home, you're happy to be back home. Yeah. But then after that, you're happy to leave to go do the to next go show. Back and do your stand up. It's, yeah. it's a it's a nice system. Yeah. That, that and I just need to put in two days a month where I don't work. OK, because that's what's crazy about me is I'll get off the plane from doing stand up after doing nine shows in a week and. And then I'll come home Monday, I get off the plane, I hit the gym, I hit the gym, I come to the house, I start watching movies, I start writing, I start taking Zooms, I start, like, I work all shut week off. long You're not until shut off. Thursday, yeah. and I get on a plane, I'm in meetings to the last show, to the last night, uh, a Thursday night flight, and I'm, 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 I land Friday morning, I'm doing press, getting ready for my shows on Friday, Saturday, do you, Sunday. Do you now, no. do you now see it as a problem, though? That you're not shutting off. Like, I don't, I'm not going to no. say that. I'm not going to say that I do, that I do shut off because I, it's not that I do, but I'm more present in understanding that, that I do have to also take time to not be as available yeah. as I once was. So, yeah. so like, uh, you know, getting to me is a lot, is a lot more difficult. I'm not as accessible as I once was. And it's on purpose because what I found was, I'm 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 giving so much of myself to so many things and so many people that I'm not taking the time just to check in with me to make sure that I'm okay. I think for you, 
you needed this. God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where you are in your life and your career, you needed this, exactly mm -hmm. this. What I'm doing is prepping to get to that other mountain, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. where you're at, you're, you need that, 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 that space. Yeah, that calm, that calm. For me, I'm prepping for the storm. Got you. Got I, you. My storm is coming. Nigga, yeah. you, nigga, you did it. You know, not yeah. say that you're not doing it, but you're still ascending, right? But yeah. you know how you're in those clouds and it's like, gah, 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 gah. that's the racket that I'm entering right now. Yeah, when I, you, you get feel it. G5, you feel it and see it. You, yeah. you, see, you see things now picking up. You see your your growth, your strength. You see, like like we started this off talking about your grown man, your leading man. I you see now it. see these things. You don't just see it. It's in arm's reach for you. Absolutely. It's it's all it's all tangible. And I'm I'm in it. Right. So I know where I'm going. I know like I know where my next TV show is. I already I already, I already know my next two movies. Mm -hmm. I already, you know, got three more that I'm developing. I know my next, not just my next special, right? Which I'm the filming after the for special HBO after Max. That. Right. The I'm filming after this. I know the special after the special after the special. <laughs> You're in the jello. I'm in the jello. Cause yeah. I spend so much time on stage. I'm like, I don't want to do these jokes no more. I, I want to hurry up and do this special. Cause Nick, I can't wait to get to these other jokes that I got. Mm -hmm. And I want to hurry up and get that one done and tour that around and have fun with that. Cause nigga, the next one after that, cause I generate material Kev, I swear to you now, I could literally go on stage and talk about something that just happened and I'll go up with a nugget. And literally by the time I leave stage three or four shows, I got a whole brand new 15 minute set that's fucking hilarious. You're, with a you're huge sparking. You're sparking. Your mind, your mind is sparking. You're 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 like, oh, oh God, oh wait, this, this. And you're not just doing it, you're finishing those things. Like sometimes yeah. there's a spark and there may be a moment, and that moment can go away or die, but you're actually you're 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 activating the 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 thoughts and you're putting conclusions and periods on them. Look, my first special. I did because I was like, I was like seven years into doing stand up, and I was like, I want to see where I'm at. I want to do a special because mm -hmm. this is where I'm at right now. I don't want to wait 30 years to do a special because yeah, that'd be the greatest special. But you know what? No, no, no. I want to see where I'm at right now in my life and in, in my career and how I express myself. Boom. Now, year 10, I'm ready. I see it. I look at Wokish and I go, oh, this new one? It's so much better mm. because it picks up where woke is kind of left off, which is about personal shit. Yeah. Like I could see the world, but now I'm able to see me and I'm able to see pain. I'm able to see what's funny about that shit and relatable for everybody that either is going through it, hasn't gone through it or may go through it. Like, and, and then now I couldn't do this in woke callbacks. I couldn't mm. do it in Wilkish. I wasn't, mm. I didn't have the ability. Mm. And that's something that you got to learn over time as a comedian, like, oh, right Seasoned. here. You're yeah. becoming, yes. you're becoming a seasoned, a seasoned comic. Yeah. And, and as you hey, hey, look at your look at your yeah. little arrogant smile, yeah. like, oh, young See, buck. Seasoned. <laughs> no, man. I, I know exactly what you're saying, though. Like it's I, I love the fact that that you you just respect 
you respect comedy, but you respect the process even more. Absolutely. Right. Like when you when you're saying things like I want to see where I'm at or I now want to do this. And I know this special, but the one after you're in love with the work, you're in yeah. love with the with the receiving of the laugh, with the the thought of a joke in the, in, in, in a concept like, dude, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And it's it's, and one it's of earned those, like like. The, not you know what I'm saying? Given, like it's earned. It's fucking earned. I'm doing yeah. the work. Like yeah. nigga, nobody could say nothing to me, nigga. I'm I, because nigga. Leave I'm me doing alone. The work. Leave I'm, me alone. I'm, I'm over here minding my business. I'm, I'm minding my work. business. I don't. I don't bother nobody. I'll bother nobody. On the weekends, <laughs> I like to do these stand-up shows. And guess what, guys? They're getting better. And there as I continue to go and grow, I'm gonna drop me another special yeah. as a representation of what this version of hard work represented it in my life. Yep. This is for me in my life. And here it is. Okay, I've done that. Guys, I still got more growing to do. I can't wait to talk about the new levels. Yes. I mean, I, I can't tell you the, the peaks, hills, and valleys that I'm experiencing within stand-up. You know, it's it's weird because you when you're talking about growing up, becoming a grown man, the thing that makes me laugh the most is, you know, I, I've get or I'll get the, you know, Kevin, he, he's not what he used to be or he's not as funny as he once was. He talks about his family and all that shit all the time. And I, I genuinely this is a genuine laugh that I get from this, mm -hmm. Marlon, because people don't understand. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> like they really. What is it that you think I now can talk about? Like, I, do you understand? I'm I'm 41 with four fucking. I have four fucking kids that live in my house. What what else do you want from me? Like, what? I don't do anything. Like, it's it's either a movie set or they it's don't a, get it, bro. or it's a movie set. It's a television set. It's my office or it's home. Right. I don't have the exciting things that I once did at the youthful side of my life, man, right. that gave you all these crazy, crazy anecdotes but, and experiences. But here's what people gotta understand, right, is, and like you say, it's the hills and valleys of stand-up. Yeah. Of joke telling, of everything that you experience. Yeah. Yeah, the fun shit is the exciting shit and 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 you know the the you know the the parties and the girls and the you know and the, and, the, and you know meeting this person and that person and and then yo you in a relationship and nigga now you're married yeah. right and now you have four kids and it takes time for people to experience so that you can talk about yeah. shit yeah and it's like, you can't look at me for what I once was. You have to embrace what I am now newly becoming. Mm -hmm. And that goes for you as yourself, being patient with you. Yeah. It's gonna, it right life, we know this, writes itself. It writes itself. It writes itself, man. It's such like, a good, do you, right? Life may be one of the best authors oh, in, 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 the, in the world. In the world, like, God. It's, it's, it's the best author because Absolutely. The, the writing, the writing is so unbelievable within, within roadblocks, obstacles and wins. Mm -hmm. And, and what the, what the takeaway from the stories that you're personally witnessing are like, what, what is your takeaway? 
right. from, from these stories. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if everybody analyzes, you know, things the same. I can it's, only it's, 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 it's almost biblical in a way. But for comedians, whereas in the Bible, the worst shit happened and then you get this great piece of knowledge from it. For comedians, it's terrible shit happened and we get this really fucking funny joke from it. This this experience, I got to give to the people. I'm starting to put my worst shit on stage. My worst experiences, nigga, I'm putting them on stage. Why That's, not? Nigga, because because it takes time, right? Everything takes time, right? And what I've learned is truth and truth telling takes time. That the best comedians are the most honest comedians and, and, and aren't afraid to own their fuck ups and own how they feel about themselves and about life or whatever your perspective or point of view is. And that, you know, out where it's great. This is what people don't understand is to be funny one time. That's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's not difficult Mm -hmm. to be funny for 30 years. Mm. That's mm. fucking hard. That's hard, buddy. Cause nigga, that's work. Hey, listen, that's, that's fucking work, nigga. I, I could I, a nigga could be funny in a moment. Nigga could be yeah. funny for a night. I'll give a nigga a week. Can you be funny for thirty years? Thirty and years? still find ways to stay relevant, get bigger, get better, grow as an artist. Like my nigga, this is. Don't worry about years. these motherfuckers. You keep doing your shit, Ken. Hey, and I, you know I'm quick to be like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I, you I doing love, this shit. But this is this is the best thing about about these conversations, about this podcast, man. Because you know, the the job of a comedian is an underestimated and possibly underappreciated job, right? Definitely. It's po- possibly underappreciated. And I say that because, you know the comedians that have found success and that are good at what they do, well, they make it look easy, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the beauty of being a good comic. Like you right. make it look easy. And because of the way you make it look, there's an assumption- That everybody can do it. Yeah, like yeah. this is simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a simple thing. And, you know, you we know that it's not, we, we, We've realized that. But the thing that I really want to highlight that, that I just, I really want people to understand. Marlon just said something that's fucking so profound. Over a time period of a life or a career, if your job was to entertain and make people laugh and be relevant, and you've done that, and you've done that. That is, that's a fucking, Marlon's talking about being almost 50 years old right now. This man has been in entertainment since he was fucking, he just said he was 18. Eight, eight and, and I, I've been doing backstage this for 30 years. God damn, man. And still, here's the beauty of it. Still growing, right? I, I look and I go, I'm not even at my best yet. Nick, you, do you understand my best is right? I'm seeing it right over that next cliff because I went back and I started doing stand up, which added to my whole my whole bag that I already had. I already had a bag of tricks. Then I went back 
It's like like watching Jordan going to learn how to shoot free throws at 85%. Yeah, I'm at 70, but nigga, if I get to 85%, those are going to be easy gimmies. Mm. Niggas that get better over time. Nigga Jordan shooting fucking eight three-pointers in one game, and he lift his hands up like, I don't know how the fuck I'm doing this. I, that, all we knew him for was that nigga knew how to dunk, and yeah. he could shoot a set shot. Yeah. But over time, the motherfucker got better. Better. He got I'm better with time. I'm trying to get better. Y'all ain't even seen my best shit yet, because it's just now all coming together. The writer for 30 years, the producer, the actor, Nigga, the, the, the dr dramatic actor, the nigga that could do multiple characters. Do, oh, shit. Now stand up. Oh, now I could put all this shit together. Nigga, watch this. I'm, the, I, it, it's common. It's 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 sick. What's what's is there? I see is there a end goal. Is there an end goal for Marlon Wayans? Like, what's the what is the what is the ultimate goal? If there is one, if there isn't fine. But is there something that you have? That that you're looking at, that you're that you're like, when I get this, I'll be successful. Like, yeah, like is there is there something that that for you acts as the ha ha? I got it. I honestly, I I all right. So to me, I don't think, and you probably know this within yourself, I don't think there's ever gonna be a aha. I got I it. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be aha's, I got that one. Now I'm going to get this one. And now after that, I'm going to go get that one. Nigga, I see it. I, I, of course, you know, you want, the, you want to work with the best directors, the best scripts, the best uh, uh, other stars that you can work with, with the best material, with the best budgets, and get the best shot at winning. To be the biggest worldwide comedic brand you could be and mm -hmm. then dramatically have people follow you i want people to follow me like they follow i want to be legendary like tom hanks and 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 denzel washington and just people that you go whatever movie that motherfucker's in i'm going well you and already... i want to do it with com comedy and i want to do it with drama i look at like eddie and you know like Nick, all out you know niggas that doing it like anything that they want to do you go oh i'm fucking with that Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, you, but you can't, you can't look past the status that you've built, right? Like, you do have the Wayans family, but Marlon Wayans has done a great job of stepping outside the family while always loving and paying homage to his family and always crediting his family. But you've still been able to navigate solely on your own outside. And, you know, like, you know what I mean, I'm it's hard. saying? It's, that's hard. Like, it's doing two I'm, jobs. <laughs> I'm telling you, but don't. That's why, because I know you're working. I know you're working inside the family, and I know what those conversations must be right. about what we can do or what we all should do. Maybe people are on the same page. Maybe they aren't. But when you go and do other things, maybe there's resistance. Maybe there's not. But when you did, I'll give you, for example, haunted house. All right, let's go to the to the to the haunted house, right? 
and and you creating and developing haunted house. This is another version of what the family did, but this is a Marlin thing and a thought. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to shoot this. Oh fuck! I didn't just do it once. I did it again. I did it twice. Okay, yes, I got it. Hey man, well Netflix, what are you guys doing? You guys. I think I got some good ideas. I would love to come and present. Okay, Marlon Wayans comes and presents again. Marlon Wayne now has naked. Okay, Marlon Wayans, you come back with sex tuplets and you're still creating and generating. So when you say, I wanna be legend, legendary, I wanna be talked about, well, Marlon, you already are. I don't want you to look past as if you're oh, not. I, I, you, I'm not saying you're are. not. You definitely are. You're maybe a conversation. I don't wanna have to write produce, act, cater. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Do the lighting, you the don't, sound. I don't, you want to you wanna sit I, down. I, and I like you to be, sit down sometime, Kev, yeah. and really to be able to focus. That's what I love about like, like doing going to just act on something sometimes is a vacation for me. Mm -hmm. Like when I did Respect with, you know, Liesl Tommy who directed and Jennifer Hudson and Forrest Whitaker, to be able to just Worry about my performance. Uh -huh. Your lines. That's I'm coming all. here. The story, That's my performance. All. How do I make this project better? And when they see me in this movie, it's gonna fuck people's heads up because they're gonna be like, Marlon? That's Marlon? Because they forget, I forget that I know how to act. That I was talking about high how Requiem for a dream. If you go care. back, if you go back to my listeners right now, if you are not familiar with Marlon Wayans and his acting ability and what he's truly capable of. I challenge you all to watch Requiem for a Dream. And when I say not only a fucking amazing performance, motherfucker, you were so good in this movie. I remember meeting you and going, I hope he's not using that shit. <laughs> you were so good. You were so good. <laughs> when I saw you, I think, I hope. <laughs> oh, because he, he looked like he fine now, man. But in that movie, in that movie, he wasn't. I hope he, right. he on that shit. I, I hope he's okay. Get your uncle check. Yeah, man. I hope he's okay. D Rock, is he okay? Because sometimes, oh, shit, sometimes man. we be out. I just ask. But Marlon, you were so fucking good. And and the thing is, you know, and I'm I'm even experiencing this shit. Like you, we do the comedy shit for so long. Yeah. And we're in love with it. We love it. Yeah. We love it. But we find so much more joy when we get to show the dramatic skills. It's like, y'all don't know. I do like we, but we forget that we do this. No, people don't understand this. Drama is actually easier for me than comedy. Mm. Comedy to me is a harder genre because you got to be on. You got to mm -hmm. be thinking funny. You got to be thinking it, you have to keep your energy a certain place. You have to be thinking you may have to be doing a character. You may, and then it's going, what's funny about what I want and how I'm going to get what I want in this scene? Mm. Your reactions. There's so much to worry about in comedy that brings you outside of the drama and the acting of just acting. When you get to just be, Mm. Nigga, you tell me I just gotta be. You mean I get to touch, get in touch with my feelings? You mean I get to hurt? You mean I get to cry about shit that hurts me? You mean I get to mm. allow myself to emote and go in this safe that I, I put all my pain in? This I little safe in my that. heart. I get to tap into that. I get to tap in, nigga. We would do takes on respect, 
And I my director would come, just give me some notes and I'd stay in it. And nigga, we'd finish the scene and 30 minutes later, I'm still crying. And she's like, nigga, are you okay? And I'm like, you should have fucking opened up the, this door. It's a box. <laughs> like, you should like, open up my emotional box. Once I tap into this emotional box. I couldn't stuff the, the beast back in. Yeah. Because I, I spend my life not paying attention to my feelings, not paying attention to my pain, because we got to make what hurts us we, we have to be on. We got to make other people laugh. We can't be fucking miserable. We ain't got time to sit in our pain. Nigga, I have a job to do. I'm a fireman. I, I, I never mind my, what's happening with my life. I got these fires to put out, which mm. is putting smiles on people's faces every fucking weekend, everywhere I fucking go. And I don't get no days off because when I am off and I'm with my kids or we go to fucking uh, the movies or something, you I gotta still got to be on. You got to be on. You don't really get to be off. So nobody even when understands. You, even when you off, you have to be on. Yes. And it's, no, it's not no, uh, you know, it's it's not your family's fault, but they 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 want a version of dad, and and that version of dad can't be tired. You, you're not you're not allowed to be tired. You're not yeah. allowed to not have energy. Like you, that's not that's not okay. So I totally get what you're saying. I truly truly understand what you're saying. And and it's so. But look at the ease. I look at I look at your performance in Upside. Mm -hmm. Fucking dope ass performance. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to. It's good to see. Like there's a you got this thing. Mm -hmm. I could put Kevin on mm -hmm. 150. Not many cars can go that fast. I could 150, but I can shift down to fucking a nice cruise at 35 miles an hour. And anytime I want, I just press that gas and, and I'm go. gone. You can go. That's levels to this shit. Mm. And so to see you still, it's fucking beautiful. Still tapping into the new. Where, who, who inspires, who inspires you? Who are you inspired by? Uh, legends inspire me. Um, guys that, Eddie Murphy inspires me. Why? Because Eddie is a guy that has shown over, he's always been dope. Like Eddie could be funny when he wants to be. On the drop of a dime, that nigga will do a sketch in front of your face with a character he just came up with and do 25 minutes and make on you that, On that person. On that person that he just made up. You got to listen to my interview with Eddie and Arsenio. He did, uh, he did the podcast. Marlon... Arsenio goes, Eddie, you know, they're doing comedy shows like at drive through movie theaters. <laughs> Me and you, we should do one to promote the movie, Eddie. Eddie goes, <laughs> listen, without blinking an eye, Eddie goes, imagine that, nigga. <laughs> Arsenio said, huh? Yeah, nigga, you, you, you imagine. Ask yourself, am I going to do that? I ain't did stand up in, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And I'm going to go do it at a movie <laughs> theater with driving cars. Nigga, imagine you ask you, you tell me, am I going to be there? Am I going to be there? I seen he was just, he just got, he got quiet. He goes, fools honking at me and shit. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> imagine that. I'm talking about something. And we do a drive through theater, nigga. What you talking about? You go do that. That's for you. I ain't doing that shit, yo. But it's like effortless. It's it's when I tell you I was dying, 
But I tell you, I was dying. Like his his whole thing, Arsenio just kept Arsenio kept like oh, suggesting like stand up related oh, things. Shit. Eddie, we should do like a podcast. What do you think? You should do it. Nigga. I ain't doing no goddamn. He's the, <laughs> he's the he's the best. He's the best conversation. And and if you love comedy, oh my like, god. You gotta love Eddie, man. You gotta love what he did for the game. You gotta love what he, my brother, my brothers inspire me. You know, the fact that, you know, they, they taught me like a Jedi and they taught me as an uncle how to, you know, try to be there for my next generation. My, my nephews and my nieces inspire me. Damon Jr. is so fucking funny, you know, to see my brother, first of all, Damon's probably, him and Eddie are my top two and Richard ever. Comedy. Those are my gods. You know, Damon, my Damon, my brother Damon doesn't get enough credit for the brilliant nigga he is. That you know my, you know my Damon story, right? Go my for Damon it. Montre you don't you remember my Damon is a Toronto or Montreal story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Tell it. Because I'm going to tell you my Chris Rock story. Hey, hey. So uh, we're at. I, was it a festival, Marlon? What were we doing out there? Probably Carnival or something. It was something. We were we were all out there at the same time, and we ended up hooking. This is years ago. You know, we're talking years ago, and there was a there was a, a friend that that I had. No, I can't tell it. I can't tell the story. I can't. I can't tell it. I I thought about it, and then I just thought Why? about it. No, it was I can't so long ago. Kevin. Yeah, I know, but I don't it know was, where he was. I don't know what was going on in his life. He's fine, nigga. He been, nigga been divorced for thirty years. He's okay. Fine. All right. So so uh, I I have a, a friend that I met, and I'm excited. Beautiful girl. This is so like dope, and I see y'all at like the club, and after the <laughs> club, you're like, yo, we gonna go. Do such as that you can go eat, chill, catch us coming. I was like, all right, cool. And I like, I got my friend with me, and she comes. And I remember uh, we're all in like the limo together, and we go. Damon, Damon was like, y'all, y'all drop me off, man. Y'all drop me off first. Y'all ain't going. All right, yeah, we going. You know, me and Marlon, hype. We partying. We having a good time. The limo stops. Door open. Damon grabs like he grabs her. He said, like, "Yo, I want to show you something. Come here." Like to the girl, she said, "Okay." Like she was so happy because it was Damon, and you know they was gone. It was gone for like it was a long time. I'm just sitting in the car waiting. What's what's taking so long? I'm naive. I'm young, young Kate Hart. What is happening, man? She finally comes back out. Hey, come on, ready? Let's go. All right, cool, man. We go. We go finish hanging out. Next morning, Damon looked at me. He was like, "You had a good time last night." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, what's why? What's up?" He's like, "What'd you do?" I like, "What you mean? What I do?" He said, "What you do, nigga?" <laughs> what you do? Yeah, I said, uh, "Stop." We just had a good time. Did you kiss her? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you kiss her? <laughs> said, yeah, of course I did. What do you mean? Yeah. How does my dick taste? <laughs> you suck my dick. What? What do you mean? What is that? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marlon, I've never felt so. I've never felt so embarrassed. Because like, you were funny. You were so proud of yourself. I was so too. proud. I was oh. so happy. Did you kiss her? 
How does my dick taste, Kev? My dick taste, Kev. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'll never forget it. Young K Hart. I'll oh, never forget man. it. Shit destroyed me. I was like 20. I was 20 something. 20, young 20. Yeah, I remember. Young 20. New Ooh. face. New yes. Face. But yes. innocent. Everything was exciting. Oh, absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't believe I was with Damon. Oh my absolutely. God. Absolutely. And How about this? Damon Wayans, Marlon, but this is crazy. Give me Chris. Give me the Chris Rock story. Oh, we Chris, go. man. Give me the Chris Mine Rock wasn't as vicious as Chris. I mean, as Damon's. Damon, Damon, you, you won with that one. But yes. I'll tell you what happened. I was 12 years old. I was at the I'm gonna get you sucker premiere. And I was talking to this beautiful light-skinned girl with a grown woman body. And I was yucking it up with her all night long. I was doing my best impressions. I gave my best me. I was trying to be cool. And Chris Rock, I did this. I literally talked to this girl for three and a half hours or two and a half hours. Chris Rock comes over and he goes, yeah, hand that over to the proper authorities. And he grabs the girl's hand and he walks away. Fuck out of here. Oh my God. And all I could do is just sit there like, Cause you know he was Chris Rock at the it time. Hurts. He it was hurts. in. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Like it hurts. Nigga. It hurts. Hand that over to the proper thug. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've been big brothers so much by Eddie and all of them. Oh uh, yeah, it felt good. good. It felt good for them to get one off finally. Right. They get to get one off. Uh, Shantae, my niece, inspires uh -huh. me. One very of the funniest. Funny. That that very, woman. Very her truth. She's so fucking funny. I love the how she just you know keep going and just gets better and her truth and and she's just she's just funny as fuck damien you know who's under this nigga it, when he gets his like when it happens for that nigga it's going he should have been doing stand up First a long all, time ago listen damien should have been doing stand up a long time ago he's listen, a funny nigga he's beyond that the most secretive individual i know he's rich forever i, I just don't i don't <laughs> I, we just don't nobody knows nothing <laughs> nobody but, knows nothing He's a, but I can't wait because I see something blossoming for him in terms mm -hmm. of in his eyes. Something about that little baby just got he's that a, motherfucker. He's a different guy on focus. We're on focus. All, and we're all grown, man. Yes, we're all yes. grown, and it's and it's nothing like it's nothing like sharing success with the people that you really know. Absolutely, that you really know, man. And and for and me, people getting ready to be ready for opportunity is an art in itself. Mm. Like, it takes time to mm. get ready for opportunity. Opportunities will pass you by until you're ready. So, you know, God knows his timing. You know, some, some people are ready early. Some people get ready late. I feel like I'm going to be like Morgan Freeman of comedy. Like, well, that nigga made it when he's 70. He's he Marlon finally made it. I'm he gonna, finally is that nigga. I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this to you, Marlon, and I mean it. Before we wrap up, I'm gonna say I ain't rapping, nigga. We got a lot more to say. Before, well, this is the beauty of comedy gold mines. You give them so much, and it's and it's compact. All right, time. well, let me say something before you say something. Well, you okay? can't do that. I'm gonna say something. something first before we, I'm the guest, nigga. I get to say what the fuck That's I want. True. That is uh, true. My nephew Craig is okay. one funny motherfucker. He inspires me. Uh, my best friends Omar and Mitchell inspire me because nigga, we've been doing this shit for a long time, and we've been dreaming since high school, and I look at my I buying, by the way, my comrades. I look at you, Chappelle. Um, it's good to know niggas that you came up with who've had extreme success 
and it inspires you and it keeps you inspired where you're not some niggas get jealous i get inspired to mm. know that to look at what you've done in terms of and it's the shit that niggas be like oh nigga he doing this he do no that niggas shut up mm. he's doing it all as he should why mm. because the nigga can mm. and sit of you feeling some type of way about it internalizing and letting that hate eat you up inside, you niggas need to learn how to love a nigga and go, hey, bro, you keep fucking going. You inspire me. Yeah. And you know, I hit you up. Every time you've had a success, I hit you up. Anytime you've had a, fa a failure, I've hit you up. Because I think a friend should be there for your greatest successes and your greatest losses and everywhere in between and just be uh, inspired by people's work and mm. work ethic and nigga, thank you for inspiring me. You're, you're, you're always, you're just always a dope dude, man. It never, it never falls off. It's never fallen off. Like what you see is truly what you get. And, and there, there is no in between, but I'll say that I admire the most about you, man. And what I respect most about you is your passion for what you do. You have such a a a highlighted passion yeah. for your craft. Like you 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 love what you do, and what you do is now expanding into other things. And you're finding more love for this thing. You love it. I do. And and that to me, that's what's special. Because when you love something, you're willing to truly go through the ups and downs with it. Like because you love it. You're you're in love with it, man. And to hear you talk about stand up, to hear you talk about uh, the new uh, that you're looking forward to, the things that you have that you're excited for people to see. There's a there's a side of happiness, and you're talking about being 48 years old, man, and approaching 50. This is that's the that's the goal. You know what I mean? Like the goal is is this is that mindset, this level of happy. That's the goal. So, so to have success and not be happy or to not enjoy, well, that's not really a win in my eyes. Right. Marlon, you're, you're winning and you will continue to win just because you're fucking, you're, you're driven, you're excited, you're happy, and you're doing what you love, man. And I, I salute you. I congratulate you. Thank and you, I brother. can't wait till we fucking get down. We've yet to truly get down. Whatever, man. It's, it's coming. Let's get it's, it. Listen, it's, it's going to be something we, beautiful. That's what I'm saying. Let's, we've let's yet to we've yet to get down. It's going to be something it's, it's going to be a classic. Be, it's going to classic. It's going to happen. I know. I'm, I'm telling it's you. It's going to be classic. It's, it's going to happen. It's so, going to be and there'll be five of them. Five, They're going to be like, <laughs> we got to see this shit again and again and again. I, I know. I can't and, wait. You know, uh, the beauty is like I said, we you know, loving this game. And I, I sit there and I go, my best years are ahead of me. I can't wait to see what niggas do with this next next 20. Let's go man. get them. Let's go get them, man. Legends, I love you. Niggas, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Comedy Gold Mines. And what do we do? We get inside the minds of these brilliant comedians. And oh, my God, what amazing minds they are. Today, we got into Marlon Wayans. I hope you guys walked away with the same feeling that I did. And that's one of joy. This is a man that's celebrating what he's going to celebrate. Listen to what I just fucking said. He's celebrating already the thing that he will be celebrating. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking forward look 
and to where he's going because he's looking that far ahead. That man say he just getting started. Expect more. That's this episode of Comedy Gold Mines. Thank you all for listening. I love y'all. Comedy Gold Mines is a serious XM and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.